Well, good morning all. I know the um, giving things are still going around, chocolate and whatever. So I was going to talk to you briefly about annual leave. Yeah, we've had some and we've been at New Wine, but we are a little short on time. But how brilliant. Thank you, Anne, so much for your story. Just so encouraging. So, so encouraging. I loved it. Thankfully, we've had a few minutes just to compose ourselves. That lady, never been prayed for. Never been prayed for. That is, I mean, the healing's amazing. I love all that. Obviously, that's amazing. There are people right now in Ashford that you offer to pray, and they cry and say, I've never been prayed for. No one's ever asked me that. Wow. We have it all on the inside of us. But we are, Nick and I are full of anticipation for this uh, coming year. I know some of you are still in holiday mode. We sort of are, sort of. We've still got another week to come in the Brecon Beacons at some point. But I reckon this next year we'll see more people coming to Jesus. We will see more baptisms. We will see more fullness of life. And I think in this next year, we're going to see more things return to people where they've been stolen. And I don't mean necessarily you've had your car nicked and it comes back, although that would be pretty good. I mean where you have had joy stolen, joy comes back. That where you have had hope stolen, hope comes back. That despair leaves. I think this next year, we're going to see more and more of that. This honestly is probably the best time in history to be alive. And the hour is now to stand and be counted. So here's a question for you. What is your part to play? Why are you on the earth? What is your function is far too perfunctory, as the word function would indicate, You've got much more than a function. What is, your, what is your story? What's your calling? What's the thing that God longs to do through you? Alan Scott, who used to pastor Causeway Coast Vineyard, now pastors Anaheim Vineyard. There's a great gig out in the southwest coast of America. He says this, I believe that everyone is on earth to abolish something and to establish something. So I believe that everyone here is on earth to abolish something and to establish something. So what is that for you? What is it that you think that you are on earth to see abolished? What do you think it is that you are on earth to see established? Maybe you know what that thing is and you just haven't seen it happen yet. Maybe it's a dream that you've long held in here and you told a few people and they didn't really respond very favourably towards you. They sort of laughed slightly as you told them. Maybe it's a dream that you've had that you've been going after. You kind of know what this thing is and you've suffered so many disappointments that this dream has been quashed. Well, I'm telling you, now is the time to start fanning that dream back into life. While we were away at New Wine, we ended up having to buy a tent. Long story, which I won't go into now. But anyway, it's one of these inflatable tents. So you have valves, you have five 
tubes. It's a tunnel tent for those who know their camping stuff. And basically, you just plug the you plug the pump in, big fat pump like this, and you like that. Hope that sound comes out podcast because I did a really good impression. <laughs> um, and basically, this the tent you peg it out in the four corners, and it's lifeless. It doesn't look anything like a tent. It just looks like a load of fabric. But you plug this in, and you. Like that, there it is again. And you pump this thing up, and within a few pumps, you, you look and you, it, the thing has started to take shape. Some of you need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit plug into you and re-pump up your dream because it's lying flat on the ground. And you are here to abolish something and to create something. Jesus said, I have called you and chosen you and appointed you to bear fruit. I know you love turning to your neighbour, so turn to your neighbour and say, you are called. Now, you chose the easy side, so now turn to the other side and say, you're chosen. Yeah, that one was a tougher side, wasn't it? And now to anyone and say, you're appointed. So, gee, all right, all right, order, order. So Jesus says this to you. Put your name in this. I can't put your name in this. Put your own name in. I call you, your name, my most intimate friend. For I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my Father. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit. And your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father for my sake, he will give it to you. You are chosen called and appointed to abolish something and establish something. So this is, after all, the let's go to the movies season. And the film we're looking at today is Darkest Hour. We are going to need the curtains drawn in a minute, as much as it's lovely to let some air in. The film clip is quite dark, so if, thank you, Mike. So it's May 1940. And the German troops are on the Belgian border, poised to conquer the rest of Europe. Sir Neville Chamberlain has been ousted, and instead, Winston Churchill becomes the next Prime Minister, much to many people's disliking. In this first clip we'll see from Darkest Hour, there are 300,000 British troops, effectively the entire British army, stranded in France and the Germans, are now not far away. There is a nearby garrison in Calais of 4,000 British troops that Churchill wants to send to hold up the advancing army, allowing Britain time to try to evacuate the 300,000. Churchill's mission was to abolish the tyranny of Hitler's pending European reign. Italy, under Mussolini, were willing to act as mediators between Britain and Hitler to try and arrange a decent surrender. Watch this. As of 20 hundred hours last night, the Germans have encircled 60 British, Belgian and French divisions. On our part, all our forces under Lord Gort have withdrawn or are trying to withdraw to the French coast, to Dunkirk, where we cannot reach them. How many of our men are trapped? All of them. Our country's entire professional soldiery. 
and we can see no clear way to rescue them. General, uh, are you telling me that we shall have lost the entire British Army by the next few days? That's correct. The German force is superior in every regard and only 50 miles from the coast. They are pushing us into the sea. Oh, the Germans must not reach the sea. Not, not before we evacuate our, our men. Nismay, what have you got for us? As it stands, I cannot see we have much hope of getting any of our forces out in time. Not a man. Well, we, well, we cannot be so uh, totally at their mercy. What's our next step? Anyone? Come on, speak! We still have a garrison at Calais, 25 miles to the west. Well, how many men do we have there? 4,000, more or less. Why, why didn't you say so? Yes. Then we, uh, we have them go east, engage with the German columns, moving on Dunkirk. Buy us some time. Draw the, the Nazi focus away from Dunkirk whilst we execute uh, a maritime evacuation of our forces. Is that uh, possible? It would mean a huge sacrifice. 4,000 young men. To save 300,000. Under whose command is the uh, Calais garrison? Uh, Brigadier Nicholson. Very well. Uh, tell Nicholson it is of the greatest importance to this island that, that his garrison draw the enemy's tanks and artillery and bombers away from Dunkirk. Invite their wrath and... Well, and to fight on, if needs be. If needs be, until the destruction of his command. It's suicide. Prime Minister, I have reservations. Who oh, is free of reservations? About unnecessary sacrifice when there is an available alternative. What alternative? Italy has offered to mediate peace talks between ourselves and Germany. I have already indicated that provided the liberty and independence of the British Empire is assured, we would consider any proposal. With, uh, with Hitler holding the, the whip hand, do you really think he would honour our liberty and independence? It would be in his interest to do so, sir. Because the only thing to do is to show that maniac that he cannot conquer this island. And for that, we need an army. General, tell Brigadier Nicholson the Germans must not reach the sea. Not before we, we, we get our boys off of that bloody beach. I take full responsibility. Really? Really? Yes, sir. It is the reason I sit in this chair. Well, surely, before you take full responsibility for the deaths of 4,000 men, you'd wish to consider every available avenue. What, what, what is this? What is your mind on the principle of peace talk, sir? Winston Churchill knows... Winston Churchill knows that Hitler must not win. He recognises the hour for him 
And Winston Churchill recognises what must be done. He bangs that chair down and he takes responsibility because of the office he holds. I take full responsibility for this, really. Yes, that is why I sit in this chair, he says, on behalf of the nation. So what about you? What war are you facing? Who or what is your Hitler that cannot win at any cost? What are you banging the chair down over in your life? Are you banging that chair down and saying, I take full responsibility to see every hungry mouth fed in Ashford? Are you banging that chair down and saying, I take full responsibility to see every person clothed? I take responsibility to see cancer reduced in Ashford. Cancer reduced, how are you supposed to do that? We have the wisdom, we have the mind of Christ, God knows. I take full responsibility to see illiteracy relegated to the history books in this area. Someone needs to bang the chair on the ground and take that responsibility. Why not one of us? We take full responsibility. Maybe this is your one. To have everyone have someone who will listen to them. I take full responsibility to see depression decrease and hope restored. Maybe God is asking you to take responsibility to see childhood poverty abolished in Kent. That's what Manchester Vineyard is set up to do. That is their aim, to see childhood poverty abolished in Manchester. Maybe you take full responsibility to see each and every person in Ashford knowing they are valued and loved. So Operation Dynamo is put in place by Winston Churchill and it's planned to send 860 civilian vessels to Dunkirk to rescue the troops. Ultimately, you will see, you won't, but if you get the film and watch the film, Churchill considers peace talks with Mussolini. He feels so backed into a corner. So Italy is the broker. And then in an incredible event that is as much hearsay as truth, he travels on the London underground instead of by his chauffeur-driven car. And he talks with local Londoners on the tube. They persuade him that he has their full support and that we should not give in to Hitler and negotiate with him. He is ultimately moved to tears by their support. My goodness, how we need friends around us who will remind us of what we're about and what we stand for. Friends who are good enough friends that will say, mate, you're losing your focus. You're losing your edge. You need some earlier nights. This is not what you're about. Stop wasting your life on Netflix 
and go after the thing that God has called you to do. Netflix will still be here when you die. If you don't make the unique contribution you're supposed to make, then no one else is going to be able to make that. There's nothing wrong with Netflix. Just in case anyone writes, what's wrong with Netflix? Nothing. Did you know if you say Netflix backwards, it means Satan is Lord or I don't know. Of course it doesn't. That was a joke. I implore you, get in a circle. If you haven't got a group of decent friends who you see regularly who know where to plant that foot to encourage you, oh, Chris, when I feel sad, I just want someone's arm around my shoulder. Great. 10 seconds arm around the shoulder and then a fist bump and a punch to say, back to it, come on. There's work to be done. If you've said your yes to Jesus, you have eternity. Eternity with it. Eternity is a long time, right? I mean, the dentist waiting room feels like it, but this is proper eternity. You have eternity. We all have eternity. The amount of time we're here is like that, which we could waste on golf and Netflix. (laughs) But we need friends. If you're not in a circle, get in a circle. I implore you. Get that group of friends around you who challenge you, who don't just accept the status quo. Oh, bless you, you've had a sad week. Do you know why you've had a sad week? Because, mate, I think you've lost your edge. I think you're looking at the wrong things. I think you're doing the wrong things. I remember three months ago in here, you said you were going to do this. Where are you at with that? That's what you told me you were going to go after. And you told me, whenever I saw you, I needed to ask you about that. So I'm asking you about it now. How's that going? So in this last clip, Churchill is making a speech to Parliament amidst a little bit of an emerging groundswell of support that perhaps they shouldn't surrender and negotiate peace talks after all. Neville Chamberlain, who died six months later, uh, he had bowel cancer. He still has many supporters. And there is an agreement between some of his sort of followers that he has a white hanky. Should he use that hanky to mop his brow, then that is him indicating his support of what's being said. So watch this. The Prime Minister. Turning once again to the question of invasion, I would observe that there has never been a period in all these long centuries of which we boast when an absolute guarantee against invasion could have been given to our people. But I have myself full confidence that if all do their duty, if nothing is neglected, and the best arrangements are made as they are being made, we shall prove ourselves once more able to defend our island home, to ride out the storm of war, and to outlive the menace of tyranny, if necessary, for years If necessary, alone 
At any rate, that is what we are, are going to try to do. That is the result of his majesty's government, every man of them. You're right, I mean, that is the will of Parliament and the nation. The British Empire and the French Republic, linked together in their cause and in their need, will defend to the death their native soil. Aiding each other like good comrades to the utmost of their strength. Even though large tracts of Europe and many old and famous states have, have fallen or may fall into the, the grip of the Gestapo and all the odious apparatus of the Nazi rule, we shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end! We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with, with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender! And if, which I, I, I do not for a moment believe, this island or large part of it were, were, were subjugated and starving, then our empire, we on the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle. Time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old. That was loud, wasn't it? You can read the rest of the story in history books, but Hitler didn't prevail. All but a handful 
of the 300,000 troops were rescued, and the British surrender never came. Churchill knew what he was to abolish and knew that he was to once again give Britain a powerful standing in Europe and with the rest of the world. Some would say that right now in history, that sounds very familiar. We all have that call of God to abolish something and establish in something and establish something, and we all have heaven's backing to do it. Churchill knew what he stood for, and he took people with him. As you watch the film, you see him get lower and lower and have moments of self-doubt. And actually, it's the king who visits him and says, you may have no one else backing you. And I thought, basically, my paraphrase, I thought you were a bit of a loser when you first took over. But you know what? You've got my vote. You tell me where you need me to be and when, and you have my full backing. And at that moment, something changed. Churchill managed, in the end, to take people with him. He kept going, even when he doubted himself. He says this, and it comes up at the end. Success is not final, and failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Paul actually got there first when he wrote to the Galatians, the church in Galatia, and he said this, Do not become weary in doing good, for in due time you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. So I encourage you, and I'm just going to quickly pray for you in a moment. Find out for you what is the thing that you are on the earth to abolish and what is the thing that you are on the earth to establish and get hold of your chair and bang it on the ground and die with your boots on trying to see that thing happen. Nick and I in Following God always work on the driving test principle, which is the driving instructor gets in the car and he says, keep going ahead until told otherwise. Old orders are good orders until there are new orders. Same thing. What are your orders from God? What is the thing you are to abolish? What is the thing you are to establish? If you know what it is and you're not doing it, why not? Get back to it. Get some friends around you, make yourself accountable to them and say, if I ever take my hand off this plough, then remind me and put my hand back on it and walk with me for a period until I'm back in the groove. Do not give up. Do not give up. Let's stand and we'll pray. We thank you, God, that despite Winston Churchill's many, many character failings, Whence cometh the hour, cometh the man. And God, for many of us here, perhaps for all of us, we are called to abolish something and establish something. I pray that the first thing you'll establish is what that thing is in our heart, that we will know and we will make it a life's ambition. And for many of us, we will never have the same pivotal moment that Winston Churchill had but we could have other just as significant moments in other people's lives for the things that you want us to bang the chair down over and say, not on my watch. This will not happen.
or this must happen. Father, we pray against being lukewarm. As it says in the last book of the Bible, as you said, Jesus, to to one of the churches, oh, I wish that you were either hot nor cold. Instead, you are lukewarm. God, spare us all, please, from being lukewarm. Help us to reevaluate what we are here to see abolished and established. And we thank you that in the same way that Winston Churchill had the whole of Houses of Parliament cheering, we have the whole of heaven cheering us on. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.